Shot is no good. The rebound tapped back outside. The cannon drives the lane. Blocked by Wolf. Rebound Pennsylvania. Dave Wall. Zabilski three on two to Wall in the middle. Up and good. Three on two fast break. Executed to perfection. Here comes Fields the other way for a foul. Gets to the foul line. Blocked from behind by Wall. Wolf with the rebound. No good. Rebound Bob Wolf. Pennsylvania. Hot left pass to Bilski. Kick is going to run again. Bilski has Calhoun and Wolf all the way underneath. Can he go through? Welcome to the Penalty Box. I'm Sam Mitchell, here for a very special episode. My two dear friends, Danny Sherity, who's a sports editor here at the DP, Gio Paz, who's a news editor. Um, and we're, we're here to talk about one of the most momentous stories uh, that we've certainly had the opportunity to cover, or even that, that Penn has had to grapple with um, in a long time. And that, of course, is the Jerome Allen college bribery scandal. Uh, so w welcome to the podcast. Thank Thanks, you. Thanks, Sam. Happy to be here. And um, so I guess right off the bat, uh, you two have both, along with kind of the, the, the teams in your respective departments, um, been very involved in covering the story. Um, for, for folks who have only been following it kind of loosely or, or maybe maybe read a couple of our articles, but not all of them, um, let's let's bring everybody up to date. Um, and and Danny, why don't you start um, and get, give us a little bit of background uh, here and kind of about what happened. Uh. Yeah, so um, essentially it was actually almost a year ago. So it was in July of this past summer, 2018, and uh, we heard a report that Jerome Allen, <clears throat> former Penn player as well as Penn basketball coach, uh, allegedly received bribes when he was a coach here at Penn. Um, and obviously that was something that we had to jump on right away and you know look into. Um, so essentially what happened and what he pleaded guilty to was receiving bribes from a Penn father in order to let his son into Wharton and on to the basketball team to get a spot onto the basketball team. So, in all, he received about $400,000 in bribes, and at the time, I think, we, we only knew a little bit, so it was about, you know, I think the, the initial report was about $70,000 he received, um, but anyway, he is obviously no longer the head coach here, so we kind of had, you know, to do some research into exactly what was going on, and essentially our first step was to look at other cases similar to this in the past, but after speaking with a couple lawyers and specialists in this field, we quickly found out that there's really no precedent to this case because a lot of times you'll see you know, players getting paid to go to these high-level D1 football and basketball schools, but never have we seen a coach, or at least to my knowledge, seen a coach be paid by a player or a family in order to um, be put onto the team. So anyway, that happened last summer. He pleaded guilty to this in October. And the most recent development was just a couple weeks ago when he testified at Philippus Formas, who's the father, um, who's also part of a bigger Medicare scandal. Um, he pleaded, or excuse me, he testified and essentially said yes, he paid me all this money and essentially his son would not have gotten into Penn if it wasn't for me. Um, and I mean, I think he, 
technically said that his son wouldn't have been a, a like a recruit for Penn. Because right. he, he obviously doesn't know if, if Morris had just right, applied straight right, up whether right, he'd right. gotten in or not. But yeah. Yeah, no, that's good to clarify, actually. So he, but but there was a quote, I I don't want to quote him, but I, I remember him saying something like, he essentially, um, he meaning himself, Jerome Allen, was a big factor in right. him getting into the school and getting in an initial spot onto the basketball team, even though he didn't end up playing. Right. Um, so from the basketball perspective and from the Jerome Allen perspective, that's essentially where we are now. One other thing is that uh, Jerome, his former assistant coach, Ira Bowman, <clears throat> who was actually at Penn as of this past summer as well, yep. um, Jerome, he implicated him um, and said that he also knew about what was going on. And when Allen was fired, Bowman had access to the account that was set up by his formas. So obviously there's a lot of moving parts here and uh, we might honestly just be scratching the surface. So. Right, and, and there's actually, there's a lot of kind of interesting um, backstory to that relationship between Bowman and Allen. But b before we get to that, um, Gio. Yeah. This is obviously, this is coming in the context, you know, kind of right before this huge uh, college bribery scandal nationwide, which um, I think there were there were some disputed reports at first, but um, is is not directly related. There are some ties. Um, right, right. You could talk about that a little bit, and then also just kind of what the the national and, and especially the the student reaction on on campus has been kind of to these revelations. Yeah. So it's it's really interesting because when. Um, when Allen testified in early March, um, just I think it was a few days, two days later probably, um, it was revealed that um, you know there was this federal investigation ongoing, charging uh, fifty people in this national scheme, uh, admission scheme, um, and so uh, shortly after that, we learned that um, through the Esformas trial that. Um, Sormas had contacted William Rick Singer, who um, is uh, named as sort of like the, the mastermind behind the national scandal. Um, and essentially, Sformas and him had uh, text message interactions where Sformas had given uh, Singer his son's uh, SAT uh, results and was basically just discussing whether or not he uh, would be good enough to be listed as a recruit to get into Penn. Um, and then a few days later, um, witness uh, trial evidence showed that um, Esformas had paid Singer's charity up to $400,000. Um, and this is huge because uh, until that came out, uh, there was the big question of, well, sure, there's this link, there, there are these text messages, but was there an actual exchange of money between right. Esformas and Singer? And now we know that there is, and um, and essentially, you know, this th this leads to a lot of questions for me. I think one thing I'm wondering is why wasn't um, the case kind of in the federal indictment? I there there right probably a bunch of reasons why we don't know, um, um, but so again, yeah, to your point, Penn wasn't listed. Um, in the long list of elite universities um, that were that were in the federal indictment, um, and sort of since all of this blew up, um, 
you know, national discourses taken a turn on like the college admissions process in general, but also on campus. We've um, heard a lot from students um, about, you know, their takes on what this means. Um, a lot of students are saying, uh, of course, that they're not surprised that this happened, but also um, that, you know, it re reveals that uh, to them the, the process is broken. Um, and it's in favor of those with uh, wealth and with influence. Um, and so yeah, we have uh, a few interesting pieces online um, related to student reactions. A lot of good guest columns um, from different uh, communities. Uh, we're hearing from student athletes, we're hearing from first-gen low-income students. Um, and yeah, it'll be really interesting to see what comes out of all this because um, as you know, we're still waiting for the results from the internal investigations uh, that are being done with Penn Athletics and Penn Admissions, um, but those are being conducted by outside legal right. counseling groups. And let's just, since you brought that up, let's quickly uh, talk a little bit about what that investigation is, and, and obviously there's not a lot of precedent for this exact sort of scandal, but there are, is a lot of precedent for third-party kind of uh, NCA violation uh, investigations and, and what the timeline for that could be. Um, so Danny, if you want to Yeah, that. so yeah. when we all heard about this in the summer of Penn Athletics, essentially they immediately hired, like Gio said, a third party to start this investigation. And the thing about most of these investigations is that there's, re there's really no timeline as to, or I guess no known timeline as to how, like how long it's going to take. So, you know, as we've seen, it's taken about eight months already and um, essentially we, we don't know much because the questions that still need to be answered about this. And um, as for NCAA involvement, there, my, well, it's not really a guess, but it's from what I've heard is that they're going to sit back and let this third party do what they have to do with this pen investigation, at least on the sports side. And if they need to take action, then they will. But a lot of times what happens is these schools self-impose sanctions. So we could be seeing that from Penn. Um, right. They've been very compliant so far. So uh, I, w I would expect this investigation to wrap up probably by the summer. And Penn will act accordingly. And I don't think the NCA will get too involved. So. Right. And, you know, the, these and, and we have a... We have a piece uh, kind of forthcoming about which which will go deeper into the NCAA sanctions. But just for people that aren't as familiar with kind of college basketball violations or NCAA violations in general, um, you know, there's a, a lot of things they can do. S some of them for Penn are not super relevant. Um, you know, cause like like classically, they'll um, they'll they'll get rid of any records or titles that um, were won while the the cheating or, or the the improper conduct occurred. They also place restrictions on scholarships and on recruiting. Um, the 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 problem here, as, as far as those sorts of sanctions, would be that um, the Jerome Allen's teams never won anything that would be worth uh, worth getting rid of. And the Ivy League already has, they obviously have no athletic scholarships, and they have much stricter rules on recruitment. Um, so it it's not totally clear if either of those avenues could be uh, a potential source of sanctions. Right. Well, and then also one other thing that is also pretty unprecedented is that 
Morris's form is the son never actually played right a game for the school. So if he had played even one game, then Penn would be we then we'd be looking at uh, sanctions such as improper benefits to players, right? Um, and then I think we'd be seeing some more serious violations. Um, but since again he never played, right? That will kind that that is that is definitely good for Penn from a sanction standpoint. Um, again, because that type of violation has not occurred um, since he was never yeah on the roster actually yeah so. yeah and and it's it's gonna be I mean in, in a lot of these cases these sorts of investigations kind of as you said can can drag on so it'll be interesting to see when we we hear about that mm-hmm. um, and, and what what Penn and the NCAA decide to do about it right. um, but let's uh let, let's let's dig in now to to a little bit more of, of the background because mm-hmm. um, I, I think it's really interesting and, and we obviously um, you know but none of the three of us were there during this um, this this stretch either when uh, when when Alan was a coach or or way back to when he was a player but um, you know I, I think there are, there are interesting connections between a lot of the, the people involved in this story um, just just throughout Penn basketball history obviously Jerome Allen. Um, one of the most important uh, pl- players, uh, kind of a- across any sport, I think it would be fair to say in in, in Penn athletics history. Um, yeah, I mean he's one of the best basketball players in in probably the history of the Ivy League. I mean, right. Wow. Well, I, I knew he won <laughs> titles. Yeah. Uh, for the school, um, have you have you won titles since then in men's basketball? So, yeah. So like they've or you could also yeah, take so this, but, yeah. He won three straight Ivy yep. League titles. Uh, that's player. 94, 95, 96. Right. Yeah. Wow. Um, which I am not sure, but I do not think we have done that since. I don't know if we've done that ever, actually, other than that yeah. one time. Yeah. Right. So, and then obviously, you know, that's a team achievement, but as a player... Um, he was the undisputed leader of that program Yeah, well, and he was placed... I don't, I'm not sure if this was recently or if this... Um, all Ivy all time team has been out but he was on some sort of fir- like first team all Ivy team I think in the past 20, yeah. year, 20 to 30 years so again I mean right. that just speaks for itself mm-hmm. he's yeah. he, he was a Penn legend um, and you know still whatever comes out of this case he's you know undeniably one of the greatest Penn basketball players of all time right and then, so it, it, interestingly, so that was during the Fran Dunphy era. Um, fans of Philly basketball will know that Fran Dunphy is wrapping up his last year at Temple right now after a storied career in the Big Five. Um, Fran Dunphy's a head coach. Steve Donahue is the assistant coach. Obviously, would later go on to Cornell and uh, Boston College before coming back to Penn as the head coach, which he, is the position he currently holds. And then Ira Bowman, who's also tied up in this scandal, transferred from Providence College and was part of the, the last two of the, the three-peat teams at 95-96. Um, was not a, as big of a, obviously, would be impossible to be as big of a player as the most important player in men's, Penn men's basketball history, but um, you know, was a, definitely a contributor on the team and, and was coming from a strong D1 school as, as a transfer. Um, just, and it's just kind of interesting that, that they were all uh, at Penn and, and they all kind of came back to Penn uh, you know, obviously, four, four or so, five, five years ago now, and, uh, and and this all went down. 
Yeah, it is interesting because, um, you know, I obviously wasn't at the school at the time, but I'm sure when they were both on the staff together, it must have been really, really exciting for Penn fans. Yeah. And, you know, unfortunately, um, Allen's tenure was not what Penn fans were hoping for. Um, But, you know, obviously just because that happened um, doesn't take anything away from what he did as a player. But this stuff that, you know, the whole bribery accusation, or, you know, the whole bribery allegations. Right. um, You know, that surely does tarnish what was obviously such a great career. So it's, you know, kind of sad to see somebody who was so important and still is very important to the Penn community just kind of um, be in this position now. Right. And, and I mean, you know, the, there's been a lot of, uh, a, a lot of discussion kind of e- even in our own, own newsroom about this issue. Uh, obviously there was the, the editorial, which is up on the, on the website and, and has been for, for over a week or so, uh, arguing that um, he should be removed from the Hall of Fame. I don't know if you, you have any, any thoughts about that um, kind of personally. Yeah, so I've thought about this a little bit, and um, I think I I I do think that he should be removed from the Hall of Fame, um, and the main reason is that when you're in the Hall of Fame, you're supposed to represent the school, and you're supposed to represent, you know, whichever organization or whichever group that Hall of Fame represents. Right. Um, and obviously, like we've been saying, as a player, he did that. You know, no questions. Uh, but as somebody who's supposed to be the leader of the basketball program as the head coach, um, you know, without a doubt, he failed to, uh, you know, to uphold the values that, you know, Penn basketball, Penn athletics, and obviously Penn as a school stand for. Um, so I, in my opinion, I don't know how he could stay in the Hall of Fame, regardless of what he did as a player, you know. I I don't agree with the argument that says he was such a great player to where he's essentially immune from being taken out of the Hall of Fame. Um, you know, by taking him out of the Hall of Fame, they wouldn't, the Penn wouldn't be taking away his stats and they wouldn't be taking away the championships that he won. And um, I don't think anybody's opinion of him as a player would change. But like I said, when you're in the Hall of Fame, you are representing that group and right. you're representing Penn and uh, he has not done that. Yeah. Well, it's certainly a lot to think about there. I, you're welcome to, to add any, <laughs> any thoughts. I, I'm going to be honest, I haven't really thought about it that much. <laughs> but I definitely think that's a perfectly sound argument. Um, and and, and it, it, it kind of goes to what's happening around the nation with like scandals apart from bribery, but right. if you're accused of, or if you have allegations against you, um, you know, even if it wasn't during that time that, um, you know, you grew to whatever powerful status you have. I'm thinking of, like, you know, I don't know. Well, like, the like Me Too movement, for example. Me Too, and, and like, Steve um, Wynn would be a, a good Steve example, Steve Wynn is a perfect right? example yeah. of that, yeah. Um, you know, I think it's especially important to to let the public know also that, that mm-hmm. as an institution or, or whatever, that you don't stand by that. Um, so yeah, yeah, I agree. Yeah, and I mean, obviously what's important to know too is that um, he 
obviously admitted to doing these things. So right. these aren't just there's no question. Yeah. There's yeah. there's no question about it. These aren't um, you know weak accusations by one person. It's you know something that he admitted to, and um, so that's obviously important to note as well. Right. Yeah. Cool. Um, so let's pivot quickly um, just to wrap up to talk about kind of moving forward. We, we talked about sanctions a little bit, but um, kind of t taking a bigger look at the admissions process here at Penn. Uh, obviously, th there's been some pronouncements made, although we don't have a ton of information about the future, but just thinking about that. Um, yeah. I think, so it'll be interesting to, to see what changes that they're looking to, to make, because, you know, as we all know, uh, Dean Furter recently said that they're going to take another look the admissions process. Also, um, you know, they're looking into their recruitment process of student athletes to Penn. Um, and there's a, there is a lot that we don't know about what goes on behind the curtains um, and how the decisions are made to accept certain candidates and are, how are they deemed to be viable or not, you know. Um, I think, I think some sort of Some sort of system should be in place, especially for recruits, um, to check whether or not that, you know, once they are admitted and enrolled students, um, whether or not they are on a team, um, and for whatever reasons, if they're not. Um, um, yeah. Yeah. And I, I know there's a lot, been a lot of discussion, um, you know, in, in light of all of this that's come out about how we there's a lot we don't know about the admissions process, about what role recruiting plays, and, and there's been a lot of discussion, you know, past even just sports, but what role um, does, you know, different kinds of uh, status factors like legacy or, or donations or, oh, yeah. or things. Oh, yeah, that's, that's a know. huge point of conversation, especially now. And it's not like that conversation is new right. in any way, but, um, you know, for a lot of students, uh, not just at Penn, around the country, um, the national scandal, um, and then here at Penn, obviously, the, the Allen case um, have sort of brought up just consistent frustrations with that point exactly of, like, we, as students feel that, um, that money definitely has a role in admissions, um, that a family's last name definitely has a role in admissions, but, you know, students can't really prove that. Um, yeah, I, I, yeah. I think it'll be interesting to see um, what sort of reform is made, not just um, at Penn, but in, in terms of the national uh, way of doing college admissions. Definitely. Um, so I guess if you guys have any, any final thoughts on this um, that you'd like to share? Yeah, I was yeah. just going to add on. I, yeah. I really appreciate how FERDA and the whole admissions team, even though Penn, what they weren't, you know, they actually weren't uh, part of mm -hmm. these schools, um, or they weren't one of these schools. Um, I really appreciate how they're still trying to look into what they can do better. Right. Um, just knowing that, you know, this is probably still something that goes on at Penn. I mean, yeah. we saw it, you know, obviously with the drum out yeah. thing. Um, um, yeah, one of my reporters spoke with a few former admissions officers, and, you know, something that, that she heard time and time again from admission people in admissions. You know, no one, no one wanted this to happen. 
no one was satisfied hearing the news and and the goal is to see you know how 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 can we function so that that's gonna happen again right right because people you know steam hard to um be turned down because somebody gave the school millions of dollars and you know yeah. photoshopped a picture oh, of God. <laughs> to the fortunately that didn't happen at Penn that we know of but yeah yeah you know uh, people work too hard to have their opportunity uh, taken away because there are families like that who do that kind of stuff. Definitely. Great. Uh, thank you guys so much for joining. Yeah, of course, uh, thank you. Joining thank me you. on the penalty box. So that really important conversation. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess before we sign off, Danny, if you could give <laughs> us like one, wh- whatever your, your favorite moment from Penn Athletics, um, just, just, just covering Penn Athletics this past week has been. Yeah, um, it's sort of a bittersweet moment, but uh, just watching the women's basketball team play, um, you know, I've been able to cover them, you know, the past couple years, but more so this year. Uh, I was at the Ivy League tournament last weekend, and then I covered their WNIT game last night. Um, And, yeah, really it was just a lot of fun to watch them play. You know, I know they they didn't get as much attention as the men's team, but uh, again, it was so much fun to watch them and watching Ashley Russell. She's one of the hardest working players. You know, we always say it, but it's so true. She, I've I've never really seen a player who just goes after every ball like that. And you know, last night was her last game, unfortunately. Um, But just being able to cover them, you know, to talk with Coach McLaughlin. you know about his team you know he's a great guy um and so even though they didn't have the best of weeks the past couple of weeks you know obviously they wanted to win the ivies and then you know they wanted to go further in the nit um it was just a lot of fun to be able to cover them this year so great yeah it was awesome um awesome well, I, I mean, don't have a favorite sports <laughs> moment from the past week, but if you do, I did read that piece about the uh, uh, about the Alaskan dog sled. Oh yeah, yeah. I did a ride. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That, that was cool. I read that one too. That was a good one. I loved it. <laughs> yeah, that was something that just you know, Penalam. Yeah, I, I think it was her uncle. He just sent us an email, just a cold email, saying, "Hey, like, you, you know, you should cover this." And then yeah. we were like, you know, and uh, Jess did a great job. You know, because obviously we have no style for writing about dog sled races. Right. So she did a great job, uh, you know, writing about it. And it was a great story. So Yeah, definitely check that one out. That's up on the dp.com right now, along with all of our many, many articles of Jerome Allen, uh, women's basketball recap, and tons of other excellent content. Um, thank you guys again for being on the, on the show. Thank you to everyone listening. Thank you to the DP for sponsoring us. This has been The Penalty Box. We will be back next week.